Owls and turn to Galatians chapter five. Galatians chapter number five, and uh, we've taken time for some other things tonight, so I've got, a, I've got a brief outline that I want to give you this evening. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, this, uh, we, since we've been talking, the, the whole Holy Spirit series has been great, uh, but since we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, this is, uh, this is opened up to me like I have never seen it in my life, and, uh, and although tonight I'm just going to give you a little lesson, t- tonight is all I'm going to do. Uh, whatever you do, don't miss next Sunday. Good night, I'm telling you. A couple weeks ago, I preached a message out of Galatians chapter five on how the fruit of the, how do the, um, how the works of the flesh complicate life. I believe that's a life-changing message and it has just impacted me and I I don't think I'll soon get over that message. And uh, the message I'm gonna bring next week is the same way, just something I've never really studied out, but uh, the Lord really spoke to my heart about it, and I can't wait to share it with you. But tonight, let me give you a, uh, let me give you a, a lesson this evening, and this is the lesson that I want to give you, the difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And, uh, and so I think this is going to help you tonight. I, I believe this is going to be a blessing, and we're just going to have you underline a few things and maybe take a note or two, and we're, we're going to be very brief tonight, and we'll have you out of here in just a little bit. But Galatians chapter 5, and when you find your place, if you'll stand tonight out of respect for the reading of God's Word, if you're able, and yes, we're going to read that same passage of Scripture that we've read quite a few times in the last little bit, but I believe this is going to be a blessing, and, and uh, little by little by little, and uh, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, I believe the Holy Spirit is teaching us some things and speaking to us. And so Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, speaking to the church of Galatia, said in verse 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Complicated, complicated, complicated. Makes your life so complicated. Of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now that's really complicated. So what the Bible's telling us there is this, that if, that if someone is in that lifestyle and there's never been a genuine change, that that person is, has never been genuinely born again and that they are not, listen, you're not gonna live that lifestyle and then walk into the gates of heaven one day and say, boy, I'm glad to be here. That's not the way it works. Now, Look what he says, though, verse number 22. But, and here's the contrast, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You may be seated tonight. I want to talk to you about the difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. This is going to be more, more like Sunday school uh, than it is a Sunday night preaching time. 
but I hope it'll be a help to you, and we'll try to use a couple illustrations, and I hope that uh, the Lord will speak to your heart. Let's jump into it. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we are thrilled to be here tonight. Lord, it's a joy. It's not an obligation. It's not a drudgery. It's not something we have to do. It's something we get to do. And Lord, thank you for the great music that's encouraged our hearts. And Father, thank you for a wonderful time of communion as we have looked back to the cross and what it took to save our unworthy souls. Thank you for that precious body of Jesus. And Father, thank you for the precious uh, shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Father, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit now for many weeks, and we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit for several. And so, Lord, I pray now that you would you'd help us. I pray that just for a few moments that we would concentrate on what you have for us from your word tonight. I pray it'd be a blessing. I pray that it would make sense. I pray it would honor you and please you. And, Lord, I pray that it would be a help to those that are here tonight. Touch us spiritually. Touch us physically tonight. And the Holy Spirit of God, flow through us in a great way. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And for his sake, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Let me make, uh, uh, start by making a few statements here. Number one is this, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, and notice there that that's plural, gifts of the Spirit. When it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, only some of the gifts are given to the child of God. Only some. Whereas when referencing the fruit of the Spirit, singular, every believer is to bear all of the fruit of the Spirit. Well, that's already pretty interesting. And, uh, and I, I don't expect you to get fired up about that, but it is, that is pretty interesting that the Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit, but it do, does not say the fruits of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit. And so... Every believer, every believer here tonight, God has given you some of the gifts, not all of the gifts, but he's given you some of the gifts. But each believer is to have all nine, what I'm gonna call nine virtues composing the fruit of the Spirit. So let's talk about that a little bit tonight, and I hope this will be, I hope this will be a help to you. Um, let's see, I think I've got a few things uh, to put on your screen tonight. I do. Number one is this. Believers, believers are only given some of the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I want to show that to you if, you, if I could. And I want you to take your Bibles and turn over to, to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12 in your Bibles, and look at verse number six with me tonight, Romans chapter 12 and verse number six. And I'm going to give you a couple words that I want you to underline tonight. If you like to mark your Bible up, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to do that. And, uh, and underline these words or highlight them or however you like to mark up your Bible. But uh, I've got these highlighted. I've got them underlined. And uh, Romans chapter 12, and I want you to find your place in verse number six. And notice what our Bible tells us in verse six. The Bible says, having then gifts. What's the next word? Differing. differing. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. In other words, we're not all gonna have the same gifts. There are gonna be uh, different Christians in this church that have different gifts. God's gonna give different gifts to those different believers. Now look what he says. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. By the way, we don't get them because we deserve them. Uh, we get them out of grace. God just gives them 
out of grace. Uh, and he says here, whether prophecy. There's the first word. I want you to underline that word prophecy. Whether prophecy, we'll come back to that in just a moment. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, verse seven, or ministry. There's the next word. I want you to underline that word. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth, there's the next word. I want you to underline that. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Now look at verse number eight. Or he that exhorteth, there's the next word I want you to underline. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that, here's the next word, giveth. I want you to underline that word. And so, so far we've got prophecy underlined. We've got ministry underlined. We've got teaching or teacheth underlined. And we've got exhorteth underlined. And now we have giveth underlined. He that giveth let him do it with simplicity. Look at the next line. He that ruleth, there's the next word. I want you to underline that word. He that ruleth with diligence. And then it says, he that showeth mercy. There's the next word. I want you to underline that word. So we have prophecy, ministry, teacheth, exhorteth, giveth, ruleth, and mercy. We have all of those words underlined or we're emphasizing those words tonight. Why is that, Pastor? Because all of those are what we consider the gifts of the Spirit. Now, what is what, what are these? Let's break them down a little bit tonight uh, so maybe you know if you've got these gifts tonight. What are the gifts of the Spirit? Well, the first one mentioned is the word prophecy, prophecy. And it is a word that means this. It, it means in the church age, in the age of grace, it means the skill of public proclamation of the Word of God. And so again, the skill of public proclamation of the Word of God. You know, it's very evident. Some of our folks have that gift. They have that gift. And, and I'm gonna tell you what, tell what I'm thankful for is that we have people in our church that are using that gift for God's glory. Every Sunday morning, we have people that are down here at the nursing homes and they're using that gift of prophecy at the nursing homes. We have folks up here in the Good News Club and they're using that gift uh, the gift of prophecy. Folks that are going into the jails and they're using that gift, the gift of prophecy, as they are publicly proclaiming the word of God. Now, at the same time, not all of our people have that gift. And sometimes I'll come to some of our men and I'll say, hey, would you like the opportunity to teach or would you like the opportunity to preach? And they'll say, pastor, they'll say something like this. This happened not long ago. They'll say, pastor, I don't mind doing anything behind the scenes but I'm just not much at getting in front of a crowd. By the way, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Some folks have been given that gift of prophecy where they can, they can get up and the Lord has given them that, that holy boldness and he's given them that, that gift of, of proclaiming the word of God. But I want you to go to the next word. The next word is the word ministry. And I love this word and it's such a, it is such a special, special word. And I really believe this beyond a shadow of a doubt. I believe that some of our folk have been given the gift of prophecy, but I believe that many of our folk have been given this next gift. And that's the gift of ministry. And it's a word that just means this. It means those who serve. Those who serve. It's the same, we get a word deacon, the word we get deacons from is really the same, same idea of the word ministry. It means service. It means relief, giving relief to people. It is the, it is the gift of helps. And we'll find that in just a moment. We're gonna go there in just a moment. But it's the gift of helps. And so it's those who just enjoy serving 
And it doesn't matter how they're serving, they just want to serve. And they might be serving in the choir. They might be serving uh, at an instrument. They might be serving uh, with a vacuum cleaner. They might be serving in the uh, nursery. They might be serving, you know, out here in the parking lot. They might be serving in a lot of different respects. But you know what? They just love to do it. And it's not something they dread. It's something they look forward to. And sometimes the world looks on and says, man, why are you so fired up about that? You know what it is? Because God has given them the gift of ministry. And they love to serve and by the way, some of you do it really well. You do it really well. I enjoy coming here on Sunday morning and just sort of stepping back in the corner and watching you go in, into action. It's a blessing. As a pastor, I'm telling you what's a blessing, just to see you do your thing, man. It's great. It's wonderful. And so the gift of ministry, but let's go on. The next one is the gift of teaching. And teaching is the ability to interpret or clarify and explain God's truth clearly. Now, I know, I, I know this as well. Some of you, God's given you that gift and uh, you have that ability to teach. You have that, that ability to study. You enjoy that. It's not a drudgery. You like to study. You like to, to dig in the word of God and, and you like to get things together and you like to share those out with others. And so the gift of teaching, the Bible tells us that pastors are to have the gift of teaching. And then there's the word exhortation. The word exhortation means the gift which enables a believer to effectively call others to obey and follow God's truth. Let me give that to you again. Exhortation. It is the gift which enables a believer to effectively call others to obey and follow God's truth. And they do it several different ways. They might do it through, ad, 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 through admonishing, admonishing or correcting. Now, uh, we're, we're gonna, listen, we're gonna work through this pretty quickly, but man, this is, you know what? This stuff's so important. This is really too important to rush through. And, and so if someone has been given the gift of exhortation and, and they encourage people to follow the word of God and they do so by admonishing and by correcting, that means that they're gonna correct the right way. God's given them that gift. And so we all know people who love to correct. You work with people like that, who love to show everybody how they're doing everything wrong, but they don't do it the right way. And they're bristly and they come across like a piece of rough sandpaper. And uh, now here's the thing. If, you, if you're that way in the church and that's the way you correct people, you correct them in such a way that you offend them, you don't have that gift. Because if God has given you the gift of exhortation and you're gonna encourage people to serve the Lord and to follow the truth of God, uh, then you will correct them in such a way that they won't, uh, they won't be offended at that, but they'll take it in the right way. It also means you, you encourage them to follow God's word through admonishing, through correcting, through encouraging, through encouraging, through comforting. There again, I love it. Some of you have that gift. I've, I've seen it. You have it. I just, again, I just, I love it. I just, I, this is just testimony, really, more than anything tonight. I just love sitting back and just watching y'all go, go at it. And some of our folks have that wonderful gift of encouraging. And you know why some people come back to Calvary Baptist Church week after week? You know why? Because you're using your gift of exhortation. And they know when they come here, you're gonna encourage them. 
And uh, you know what? You're not down on them. You're not better than them. You're not condescending. You're not looking down on them. But they come here and you encourage them and you shake their hand and you hold their hand and you put your arm around them and you pat them on the back and you say, man, I'm so proud of you and, and I'm glad you're here. And, uh, and you are encouraging them to follow God's truth. That is the gift of exhortation. But let's go on. The next word is the word giving. Giving. You say, Pastor, you mean to tell me that giving is a gift? Absolutely. It means, the word giving there means to share or to impart. And I'm going to be honest with you, after 31 years of ministry, the person who has the gift of giving is usually someone that God has given a great business savvy. Usually. In other words, those that have been given the gift of giving, usually, usually, maybe not always, but usually they know how to make money. Not all of us do. Have you ever met somebody that just seems to have the Midas touch? You're like, man, everything that guy touches turns to gold. And yet, you know what? They're faithful Christians. They love the Lord. They're not selfish. They're not stingy. They're giving to missions. They're giving to the work of God. They're, they're contributing what God has blessed them with. And, and they understand something. Man, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm feeling more fired up about this message all the time. And, uh, and, and they're like, you know what? They understand that, that this is not something in and of themselves. They understand that God has given them this gift and he's given them the wisdom to make money. He's given them the wisdom to run a business. He's given them the wisdom to bring an income. And they take that, some of that, and, and they give it toward the work of the Lord. And uh, you say, Pastor, what is that? God has given them the gift of giving. I love it. And usually those folks want to give of their resources without being recognized, usually. But then there's the gift of ruling. Look at that, ruling. The word ruling there means to stand before in rank. It means to preside. This is the Christian who possesses good leadership qualities. By the way, not everybody has that. That's okay. That's all right. Somebody says, Pastor, I, I, I just, you know, Brother Brandon gets up here every Sunday, leads the choir. I can never do that. Well, First of all, never say never. Never say, I'm telling you one thing, I would never preach. Oh, man, don't ever say that. But, but you, know what I'm, you know where I'm going. You say, preach, I don't think I could ever do that. And maybe not. Maybe God hasn't given you that gift of leadership where you feel like you could get up here and you could uh, you know, lead the choir or you could uh, lead a youth group or you could lead uh, a business or whatever the case may be. But God has given some that gift, that gift of ruling. You know what? They just know how to organize. They know how to put things together. They know how to, they know how to, to orchestrate a plan and somehow their plan just always comes together and somebody says, I don't understand that. How do they do that? It's called a gift. God has given them the gift of ruling. But look at this. Then there's mercy. Mercy. It's the Greek word elio, and it means to be compassionate by word or deed. And so all of these are gifts. All of these are gifts that, the, that, that God has given to some Christians. None of us have all of them. We have some of them. You might have one of them. You may have two of them. You may have more, but you don't have all of the gifts. Uh, but, but, but I want you. I want to show you something else real quickly, if I could. Paul also mentioned some of the gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So I want you to turn over there with me, if you will. And listen, it's 725, and we're not going to be that much longer. So you hang in there with me, if you will. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul mentions 
some, some of the same gifts, but he mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul mentions some of the sign, what we call the sign gifts as well. Look at, you say, what does that mean, Pastor? I'll explain it to you here in just a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. The Bible says, now, now you are the body of Christ and members in particular, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, uh, diversities of tongues. And so some of those are the same ones we just talked about. Uh, from uh, over in the other passage that we just, we're just in, but some of these are different. Some of these are what we would call sign gifts. Now, we also know something, since we're talking about the, the gifts, let's, let me just bring some things out. We know that some of these gifts are no longer exhibited like they once were. Now, why is that, Pastor? Well, a couple things. Some of the gifts that we just read about in 1 Corinthians were what we call apostolic gifts. They were used by the apostles to be a sign to Israel. Now, we're, we're right here in 1 Corinthians, and we're going to camp right around this. And so I want you to turn over to 1 Corinthians 14 and look at verse number 20. 1 Corinthians 14 and look at verse number 20. Somebody says, Pastor, why are some of these gifts that the Bible talks about, why are they no longer being used like they used to be used and that's because they were given to the apostles and they were given to the apostles to be a sign to Israel. We find that in 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Verse 22. Wherefore tongues are for a sign. Not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. And so some of the gifts are not used like they once were because they were what we consider apostolic gifts. But there's another reason. Uh, listen, some of these gifts are not used like they used to be because God has blessed us with completed revelation. Now, you're in 1 Corinthians 14. Turn back one page and look at 1 Corinthians 13. Now, we brought this out at Q&A the other night, but let me just hit it and we're gonna go, go on here. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse number eight. The Bible says, charity never faileth. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Look at verse 10. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. And so our Bible says that because we have completed, uh, we have completed revelation, we don't need some of those signs anymore. Some of those sign gives. And so again, I want to point this out. Believers are only given some of the gifts of the Spirit. We're almost done. Number, number next, look at this. Believers are expected to bear all of the fruit of the Spirit. Now go back to Galatians chapter five real quickly, if you will, and look at verse number 22. So the Bible talks about those differing gifts according to the grace of God, gifts, plural. But Galatians chapter five, verse 22, the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit, singular, singular. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The implication here is this, that you and I are to possess all nine virtues that make up the fruit of the Spirit. Now, uh, again, you're, you're supposed to have love. You're supposed to have joy. You're supposed to have peace. You're supposed to have long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. You're supposed to have all of those. Not everybody's going to have the gift of prophecy. Not everybody's going to have the gift of teaching. Uh, God gives those according to his grace. But all of us are to bear the fruit, singular, the fruit of the Spirit. Now, somebody says, Pastor, why is that? And here's the reason. Because when we model all nine of the fruit of the Spirit, we take on the appearance of Jesus Christ. Now, again, I hope I'm not losing you tonight. Think about it like this. Did you know it's not enough for you to bear five of the nine? That's not enough. It's not enough for you to bear. You say, well, pastor, I don't have all the fruit of the Spirit, but I have three. But it's not enough. It's not enough for you to bear three of the nine or five of the nine or two of the nine or, or even seven of the nine or even eight of the nine. We shouldn't be satisfied unless we're, we're bearing all of the fruit of the Spirit because if we have less than those nine virtues, you know what's happening? We are lacking and we're failing to fully be a reflection of what Jesus is all about. Now, let me see if I can illustrate. How many of you fellas in here tonight served in the military? How many of you served in the military? Several, several, several of you served in the military, all right? So ladies and gentlemen, we have ladies and gentlemen who've served in the military. So let me ask you a question. How many of you were allowed to attend roll call only partially dressed? And so you're, you're in boot camp and they have told you, <laughs> they've told you what you're to fall out in. I mean, you're, they told you exactly what you're falling in. So uh, let's just say that, you know, they have roll call and you're in boot camp and, uh, and you show up in your fatigues and you've got your belt buckle on and you've got your head cover and your belt and all that kind of thing. But you decide on that day, you know what? I don't even think I'm going to put my boots on today. I'm just going to show up, roll call, and I'm going to stand at attention, and I've got everything else on, but I'm not going to wear my boots. Let me ask you a question. Would your drill instructor, would he be satisfied? <laughs> now, they're, being, they're all being sarcastic because they, they know that that's the stupidest question that I've ever asked from this pulpit. The answer is no, they are not going to be satisfied. If you show up to roll call and you don't have your boots on, you don't have your full uniform on, they are gonna be very displeased with you. You know why? Because you are not fully representing what a soldier is supposed to be. Are you following me? So, hey, let's say this. And we, and we, we have some, we have some uh, law enforcement in our church and former law enforcement in our church and most police officers or deputy sheriffs or whatever the case may be, most have a standard, a standard dress code. 
unless they're plain clothes or something like that. Most of them have a standard dress code. They wear the, pretty much the same thing every single day and uh, they have their uh, issued, their standard issued pants and they have their uh, standard issued shoes and they have their gun belt and, and their gun belts look the same and they have their, their uh, cap and they have their belt and they have all these things. And let's just say that, that the uh, deputy sheriff gets up one day and he puts his uniform on and he says, he says, you know, I don't think I'm gonna wear my badge today. I'm gonna wear everything else. Got my gun belt and I got my taser and I've got to, you know, I got my pants on and I got my, you know, I got my, my shirt on and I've even got my bulletproof vest on. But you know, today I'm just gonna leave my, I'm gonna leave my badge at home. How many think that would fly? No, it wouldn't fly at all. You know what? It's, it is required that he wear his badge. And if he, if he does not wear his badge, you know what that means, church? He is not fully representing the police force which he works for. Okay, I'm just trying to make a point. Christians say, well, no, I don't have all the fruit of the Spirit, but I got a couple. That's not enough. You're showing up to roll call without your boots on. You're showing up to, you're showing up to your, your duty without your badge on. And so we're to bear all, we're to bear all of the fruit of the Spirit. Let me illustrate. I know some Christians who have the fruit of goodness and they have the fruit of faith. They're good people, they're faithful people, but they are definitely lacking on joy. I mean, we have some people that are here every Sunday. Praise the Lord for that. I'm not knocking that. Praise God, They've, they're bearing that fruit of faithfulness. They're good people and yet sometimes, boy, they're just grouchy and moody. And if you ask them, if you ask them how are things going, you better be ready to get an answer. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how things are going. And uh, now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. And so they're faithful, yes. They're good, yes. But they don't have that joy. You know what, church? That's an imperfect picture of Jesus. You know what? Jesus has it all. And you and I are to have it all. I know some Christians who are peaceful. They're peaceful people. They're gentle. They're temperate. In other words, they have, they have, self, they have self-control. They're, they're, they're good people, and yet they don't, they're not bearing the fruit of faithfulness. They're not faithful at all. And uh, you never know when you're going to see them. That is not a complete picture of Jesus Christ. And here is what I believe the Bible's teaching. God doesn't want the world to see a distorted picture of Jesus. And a lot of people are seeing that. They're seeing Christians on the workplace. They're seeing young people at school. And they've got a couple of attributes of Jesus, but boy, they don't have all of them. And folks are getting a tainted picture of what Jesus is all about. Church, this is all I'm saying. If we are gonna be a reflection of Jesus, we need love, we need joy, we need peace, we need long-suffering, we need gentleness, we need goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. If we're gonna really, really reflect what Jesus Christ is all about. I don't even know if they have these things anymore. Y'all remember years ago when we used to go to the fair and uh, they had this thing set up called the House of Mirrors. Y'all remember that? And you'd walk in this House of Mirrors like a maze and they had all kind of mirrors set up and some of these mirrors did weird things. Some of these mirrors would make you look real skinny. <laughs> it's kind of... It's the kind of mirror you and me need, Brother Rick, amen. 
And then some of these mirrors would make you look real fat. And then you'd move on to the next mirror and it'd make you look real short. And then go to the other one, it'd make you look real tall. Now, wait a minute now. Those mirrors distorted the picture of you. They distorted your reflection. And you know, church, this is what I'm saying. If we walk out into our workplace tomorrow or go to school tomorrow or go into our neighborhood tomorrow or go to the grocery store tomorrow and we're not bearing all of the fruit of the Spirit, you know what happens? When the world looks at us, we're giving them a distorted picture of Jesus. Now, you say, well, pastor, okay. But I don't know if I'm bearing all of them. And that's why I'm teaching this tonight. This ought to be our prayer. And I've prayed this this week. Lord, help me to bear all of the fruit. Lord, I want to bear it all. I don't want to have just three of the nine. I don't want to have eight of the nine. I want to have nine of the nine. Now, Lord, I can't determine which gifts you give me. You, I, I, I hope you've given me that gift of prophecy. I believe he has. I believe the Lord's given me the gift of teaching. I believe he has. I, I can't determine that. That's determined by the grace of God. But I know this. I pray this week, Lord, help me to bear all of the virtues of the fruit of the Spirit. Why? So when people look at me, they'll get a picture of what Jesus is all about. Amen. That's simple, isn't it? Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you. Lord, I want to thank you for what you're teaching us about the Holy Spirit. And Lord, thank you for what you're teaching us about the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, we can't really determine what gifts we have. Lord, that's, that's determined upon you. You're the one that gives the gifts. And Lord, you give it according to your grace. And so some of our folks tonight, they have the gift of teaching, but it's because of your grace. And Lord, there are some of our folks here that have that gift of giving. And Lord, they just know how to, they know how to make money, they know how to run a business. And Lord, it's a gift. You've given them that gift. But all that's done by the grace of God. But Lord, when it comes to the fruit, we're to bear it all. Lord, we're to bear all of the fruit of the Spirit. So when this world looks at us, they see Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray tonight that would be our prayer. I pray that'd be our desire. Oh, Lord, please, Holy Spirit, bear all of your fruit through me. Do it, Lord, do it. Father, have your way in the invitation and speak to hearts tonight, please. And we sure thank you in Jesus' name. Let's do this tonight. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And I want to ask a question before we go tonight. Is there anybody here this evening? Anybody here this evening? I'm not going to come back and embarrass you. I'm not going to come back and, and try to uh, physically take you down the aisle. I, I don't do that. I don't do that. But I just wonder, though, is there anybody here tonight would say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I'm not 100% sure that I would go to heaven and I need you to pray for me. Is there anybody like that here tonight? You'd say, Pastor, not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I'm saved. Would you pray for me? And right now, you'd raise your hand really high because folks are standing, but raise it really high and just wave it at me if I can pray with you tonight. Preacher, I'm not sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. I'd go to heaven. Would you pray with me? Anybody? Anybody? Can I pray with you tonight? Preacher, pray for me. Pray for me. All right, let me ask you this. Hey, hey, child of God, what is your gift? What is your gift? You say, wow, pastor, I never thought about it. I want you to think about it. And I want you to, 
I want you to do this. Lord, show me what my gift is and show me how I can use it for your glory because that's why you gave it to me. Show me, Lord, how I can use it to the best of my ability to bring honor and glory to Jesus. And then tonight, all that God would give us a church full of Christians who would say, Holy Spirit, bear your fruit through me. All of it. I want all nine of those virtues, every one of them. So when people look at me, they'll see the Lord Jesus Christ. If God has spoken to your heart tonight, listen, the altar is going to be open just for a few moments, as long as you need it to be. And if you need to come, you come tonight while we wait. And uh, I'm going to make my way to the main floor tonight. And if I can pray with you about anything at all tonight, if you're here and you say, Pastor, I need to be saved. Hey, listen, if you don't know that you're going to heaven, please come down. And we want to take the Bible and show you how you can know that you're going to heaven when you die. Hope you'll, hope you'll do that. Father, thank you for this time together tonight. I pray it's made sense. Lord, I hope I've not, I hope I've not lost anybody tonight. Oh, Lord, help us to help us put on the full uniform. Lord, help us to bear all the fruit. Lord, every bit of it. So when the world looks at us, they know what Jesus Christ is all about. Lord, when the world looks at me, what do they see? God, tonight, I pray that you'd help us to, to use our gifts for the glory of Christ. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be fruitful trees, fruitful, bearing all nine of those virtues, God. Lord, I pray you'd save the lost, and I pray you'd encourage the saved tonight. And we sure thank you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed just for a moment. And if we can pray with you tonight, I'm going to be right down here in the front just for a moment. Uh, if you need to come, you come while we wait. Pastor, not sure I'm saved. Not sure I'm going to heaven when I die. Hey, listen, would you come? Can we take the Bible and show you how you can know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven? Would you come while we wait? Preacher, I'm not sure, but I want to be saved. 